Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good Friday morning, and Newell is still out uh, vacationing. I'm Don Dubuque. This will be the final day I'll be filling in for him, but you can catch me tomorrow morning, 5 to 7 a.m. We do the outdoor show. Uh, We're going to talk about some outdoor issues this morning. We're going to start off talking about the black bears. I briefly mentioned this as a point of information yesterday, and, uh, wow, our text board kind of went haywire. A lot of interest in this on both sides, people wanting to know, will there be a Louisiana black bear hunting season? Uh, A lot of people are opposed to it. And I'm going to ask you before you text in whether you are supported or not, listen to the entire layout of this hunting season NOI, which is a notice of intent. Uh, If it passes, in fact, it will be the most tightly regulated, highly regulated, restricted season, I think, in the history of Louisiana for any species. And uh, that obviously is necessary, and you'll hear the reasons why. But uh, please don't get misinformed. Uh, I know a lot of people have the Walt Disney version of bears in their mind, and uh, nothing could be further from the truth. And we're going to talk to some folks who can describe accurately uh, the nature of black bears in the wild. We're going to be talking to Maria Davison. Uh, we used to call her the bear lady. She was the large carnivore program manager with Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and pretty much was the person responsible for the the return, the proliferation of the Louisiana black bear subspecies. Uh, she is now retired working with Safari Club International Foundation. And Richard Kennedy, who's with the Acadiana chapter of Safari Club International, is also going to join us. But we start off with John Hanks. John is the present large carnivore program manager for the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. He is one with charged with the responsibility of taking public comments on this season. And if you'd like to read it in its entirety, I would suggest you go to the Wildlife and Fisheries website, and you can find it there, a notice of intent to establish a bear hunting season uh, limited, very limited, uh, during this upcoming 2024 hunting season in December. You can read through all the specifics of it, the regulations, how it would be implemented, and then form your opinion. And also listen to John tell us about the history and nature of the Louisiana black bear. John, thank you for, for coming on this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. John, if you want, let's go back a little bit and, and get the, the, the history, the long and recent history of the Louisiana black bear. And I think a lot of people are surprised to hear that our Louisiana black bear was officially declared as a subspecies, a a one particular subspecies of the black bear population in North America. That's correct. Uh, in the 1950s, there was about 80 to 120 bears, and they were mostly in the Tensaw River Basin and the lower Atchafalaya River Basin. In the 19, middle 1960, 64 through 67, 161 bears were released in the Tensaw River Basin and the upper Atchafalaya River Basin, right there around Point Capi. Uh, 
you know, to to help with genetics and to, to probably help, you know, populations. I wasn't born until 75, so I had no part in that. In 1992, the Louisiana black bear was listed as threatened under the Endangered Species Act, and there were fewer than 400 bears thought to exist in the state at that point. Since then, the bears have, have you know, been recovered off the list. So uh, in 2016, the bear was delisted. And our 2023 estimate of bears and our four subpopulations, our four major subpopulations, and that's the Tensaw River Basin, what we call the repatriated area, which is around the Yancey WMA, the upper Chafalaya, which is the Point Capee area, and the lower Chafalaya, which is that St. Mary, New Iberia area, is uh, 1,212 bears. Now, that's not 1,212 bears in the whole state. That's 1,212 bears in those subpopulations where we've been doing population work. There are certainly more bears than that and other bears, but those are our biggest uh, areas with bears and our best bear habitat and the place where you're most likely to encounter bears. So how are bears counted? How, how do you get these population estimates? So it's it's a capture mark recapture study, and what, the way it is is it's, it's we call it a bear hair snare, but it's essentially a two-strand barbed wire fence about the square footage of a full-size pickup truck with a scent lure and a donut placed in the middle of it, suspended on a string, and the bear goes through the barbed wire. They leave a hair sample, which we collect weekly and uh, burn off any excess. So the next week when we come back, we know we have fresh hair, and then we can have a DNA analysis run on that. And is that a new bear? Is that a bear we captured last week? So has it been captured and marked and recaptured, or is this a new bear that we've just captured? Then it is uh, sent to to have the DNA analysis done, and then that is plugged into a computer model, uh, several different computer models to to figure out, you know, what are the the you know the, the likelihood of this this bear being captured in another, or you know, how many times has it been recaptured? And it gives us a population estimate. So the more we do this, the better it gets. So if we do this in 2005, and then we come back and do it again in 2010. Well, 2010 estimates better than 2005 and so on and so forth. And we've been doing this for a number of years. And you're going to talk to Maria a little later. She, you know, has done this many, many times before she retired. We've added a new subpopulation in the Union and Morehouse area that we just hair snared for the very first time this year. But it's about an 18-month to 24-month turnaround from the time you start this monitoring process till you get your results back. How has radio telemetry, uh, collaring bears, how has that, that helped since that technology has come around, and how much of that is being employed? So we, we have bears collared throughout those populations, and that allows us to go and visit those. It's female bears is what we have collared uh, here, and that allows us to go visit those bears in the den. Were they reproductively successful, and how successful? Did they have cubs? How many? How, were, how many were males? How many were females? How much did they weigh? We we go in the den and uh, we catch those cubs and change the female's collar if need be, and we can you know mark them with a microchip in case we encounter them ever again in their life. We know where they came from. Then we would go back to those same bears in the uh, late spring, early summer when they've emerged from the den. The den, and you know when we saw her in the den, she had three bear, three cubs. How many does she have now? Did they all make it? You know, that, that gives us some uh, reproduction and recruitment data and survivability data and home range data. Yeah, due to their nature, bears require a, a lot of range, and our, uh, our river 
you know, estuary systems provide some of that, particularly that, that Delta area. But are the black bear populations expanding to other areas in Louisiana? You know, in St. Tammany here, I had, I don't know how many people sent me pictures from their trail cams that had black bears in places around Lacombe, uh, Hickory, uh, Abita Springs that had never seen bears before, at least hadn't seen them in, in over 50 years. Well, certainly, uh, and it also depends on the time of year because in the, in the summer when they're breeding, a male bear may travel 20 miles in a day. But the upper end of a male's home range is about 125 square miles, roughly 80,000 acres. Uh, I think the city of Lafayette is 88 uh, square miles. So if that, that gives you an idea of how much room they can cover or that they, they need to live in. So there's a lot of overlap of bears moving back and forth. But all four of our historic subpopulations – are stable and or growing but we have any any of the 64 parishes in the state could have a bear at any day or time mm-hmm. uh, bears have enjoyed a lot of protection uh, obviously because of the, the management program to bring them back from that threatened uh, status uh, if i'm correct that isn't it a ten thousand dollar fine for someone that kills a black yeah bear? that's the that that is the restitution that's to just the replace payback. the bear that is not the criminal fine that's just to replace the the bear Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's been some instances where people have shot bears and some of them mistake them for, for black hogs. Uh, mm-hmm. Other people, for whatever reason, they just kill a, a bear out of season with no season and, and risk being caught. And uh, I've, I've followed some of the cases. And, unfortunately, some of them didn't realize that there were chips and collars in these bears and put the hides in their freezers and led agents right to the their place to, to, to arrest them. But uh, what what now has changed so that there's a consideration for a bear season? Well, our bear, you know, has been, uh, was delisted in 2016, and all the monitoring that, the, that people did before me and all the work that private citizens and landowners and, and non-government agencies and, and Maria, who you're going to talk to later, all that work they did, we're continuing on. We're still monitoring bears, you know, for for recruitment and reproduction we're still doing hair snare work and what we're finding these bears are you know expanding uh those core areas that they usually were were in if they're they're moving out we have some excess animals in certain areas and while the bear is recovered we don't necessarily want the bear to be recovered to what it was 300 years ago we have a lot more people population now and you know, there's there's carrying capacity of the land, and then there's cultural carrying capacity. If you know, if you live in and amongst these bears, and bears are big and strong and can be destructive, and uh, we don't want to promote a bear population in and around New Orleans or in and around Shreveport. Now, that doesn't mean a bear will never show up there, but but where our biggest bear population is up in the northeast part of the state there in that Tinsall Madison area, that's some of our our uh, most least populated areas and it's big farm ground and a lot of really good bear habitat. We don't want that same density of bears around cities. Got it. Uh, John, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want you to describe what's in that notice of intent as far as the proposed game hunting season, uh, where the areas would be, the season dates, how someone get involved, and what rules and restrictions and bag limits they would have to abide by. We're talking with John Hanks. He is the large carnivore program manager with Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. If you're just joining us, there is a proposal to institute the first in a very long time hunting season for black bear this coming December. 
and they're taking public comment on whether or not that should happen. And if you need to be informed, uh, if you go and pull that notice of intent down, you can read the entire thing. And, in fact, we'll talk about it with John a little bit more right after this timeout. I'm Don Dubuque filling in for Newell Norman, who is actually out hunting this week. And we'll be back right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, keep that number handy because I'd like you to text a thumbs up or thumbs down to a proposed bear hunting season in Louisiana. But before you do it, Please listen to our guests and who are explaining how the season would be conducted and also a justification for hunting bears in Louisiana. John Hanks uh, is with us, large carnivore program manager. And, John, this is a, a very lengthy proposal, an NOI, for, to establish a bear hunting season in Louisiana. If you would, tell us the when, where, who, and why and hows of it. So uh, we have bear areas across the state just like we have deer areas. Now, they're not the same. So when somebody talks about deer area one, that is not in the same geographic area as bear area one. So there's, there's a map on our website. You may be able to may have it in front of you. Uh, this bear, proposed bear hunting season will be in bear area four, which is the northeast part of the state. It's Tinsall, Madison, East Carroll, West Carroll parishes, and portions of Franklin, Richland, and Catahoula. Uh, that is our, our densest and probably our oldest uh, bear population. Uh, the bear season will be from the first Saturday in December to the Sunday following the third Saturday in December. So the middle of December, 16 days, three weekends. The limit is one bear per person. There will be uh, 10 lottery opportunities. So there will only be 10 tags available. You have to be a resident to apply. Uh there will be three different types of tags. One would be for WMA. One would be just for a general hunter that maybe didn't own property but maybe has a lease or, or knows somebody in that bear area. And then the others would be for landowners in that area. And a landowner is defined as anyone that owns 40-plus contiguous acres in that bear area. So, so we're talking about 10 total bears because there's 10 tags, and that's one per person per, for the whole season. That's correct. That's correct. 
So, it, you know, it doesn't matter if we have a thousand applicants or a hundred applicants, only 10 will be successful. Mm-hmm. Those 10 will be required to uh, go through a training course before they get their tag. Uh, you know, while we're steeped in hunting culture, you know, many of us did not grow up hunting bears. We may have grew up around bears, but bear hunting is, is not deer hunting. And, and uh, they're, they're harder to tell apart, you know, than they don't have antlers. They don't have green heads like mallards. So it's not easy to pick <laughs> out males from females. Right. It's, it's going to be illegal to kill a female with cubs or a cub. And a cub is defined as any bear that is 75 pounds or less. So there's some there's some really constrictive rules here. You know, you're going to have to go to the to the the training and and learn about these things. Uh, also, we have some different restrictions on firearms. It's uh, for modern firearm, it's 25 caliber or bigger, which is slightly different than our deer. Uh, I, you know, I urge people to read the whole. You know, I'm just kind of hitting the high points here. And, you know, if if they harvest a bear, it has to be immediately tagged before you move it from the site and then you have to contact your designated department biologist and report your kill and we're going to collect biological data off every bear so we'll put our hands on every bear harvested what would you uh, just estimate out of the 10 tags how many of those would be successful not everybody that gets the tags is going to bag a bear well it's it's it just depends you know uh depends on who gets the who gets the tag and how uh are they going to try to? They're going to just go one or two times. They're going to hunt the entire sixteen days. Uh, it could be very successful. I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if all ten were harvested, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's only six or eight. Right. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. This is all new to us. This is something we haven't done in years. Uh, I believe the last bear season was in nineteen eighty-seven, and it was it was uh, very limited uh, in, in size and uh, area. And numbers of, uh, I don't know what the limit was, but it was a very short season. You know, John, one of the things I really like about this uh, notice of intent is is putting in that requirement about removing the edible portions of meat from the bear. I think that's a a wonderful line to put in there. Yeah, this is, you know, I get a lot of people, you're just doing this for trophy. No, this is an opportunity for people in Louisiana to use this animal. And uh, a 330-pound bear can provide 200 plates of protein for a family. You know, about a half a pound of, of protein per per meal. So that's 200 meals. And I don't know if you've ever had the uh, the fortune to eat bear, but it's it's delicious. It's it's very good meat. Uh, it's a lot like pork in that it needs to be cooked done. You don't want to eat it. You don't want to eat it rare. Uh, it can carry trichinosis just like uh, pork does. But if you cook it well, there's no issue with that. Yeah, it kind of had a sweet taste. You know, when I when I had it, I've only had it once, but it was uh, it was enjoyable. It, it's a little fatty, but uh, it was a, a sweet meat. Uh, John, I got a question that came in, and this is interesting. Someone wants to know if they can guide that tag. In other words, if I get a tag, can I charge someone to come with me and use my tag to kill that bear? Is it strictly for the person the tag is issued to? Well, the there is in the landowner uh, tags. They can be transferred one time. Now, so like let's say you were the landowner and you got the tag and you decided you wanted to transfer it to your brother-in-law. Well, you could transfer it to him and then it would be his tag. Now, what you did to transfer it, that's between you and him. Mm-hmm. But but also uh, the general tag, if you, if you draw that and you don't own land or have a place to hunt in that area and you want to provide a place to, for somebody to hunt and they want to lease your land or – Hey, you know where the bears are. That's that's between you and and the the tag holder. 
John, there's a public comment period that uh, ends on February 5th. They're invited to submit a written comment to you, and we'll give out your information, give them a little time to get something to jot it down or turn their recorder on. Uh, where does it go from there? If it passes uh, the commission, uh, whether it's in this form or a little amended form, and it certainly could happen, what next steps will it have to go to pass before the season's implemented? It could go through uh, legislator, legislative oversight and or even to the governor. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it, it went that far. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Generally, how are the comments coming in? Uh, mostly by email, and that's really the best because I have, you know, usually a name and a, an address and then exactly what they said. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll take phone calls, but it, an email's best because you've written what exactly you want us to hear, and I read every single email and reply to them, and, and, and mostly it's, you know, I'm going to tell you that I got your email and appreciate your interest and that we're, your comments will be shared with our commission. And I guess some old school, they can actually handwrite a letter to you or type They're write certainly. it and get it to you. Well, how are the comments coming in as far as pros and cons generally? Uh, we're, we're getting, a, you know, some of both, and then we're, we're getting some that are maybe uh, in between but are just have heard some in, misinformation. I heard one person ask me that, you know, 10 bears per license was too many. Well, it's 10 bears total, not 10 bears per license, and uh, they just a misunderstanding of right. how uh, the rules are. They likely have not read the notice in 10 or, or have heard from somebody who heard from somebody. And, and gotten it wrong but you know we're also available to answer questions if somebody wants to contact us well john let's give out your email and if someone is driving and can't write it down they can certainly contact me through our text and i'll pass it along to them but, but give it out if they want to send you an email with a pro or con comment on the season okay my email is j hanks j h a n k s at w l f dot l a dot g o v and address if they want to uh, send you a typewritten or handwritten comment. Uh, let's see what the best address I have for that is. Um, I would send that to uh, Wildlife Division, P.O. Box 98000, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. And just attention to John Hanks. All righty. Thank you so much, John. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll get back with you and find out how this progresses uh, to whether it actually uh, comes to fruition or if, it, if it's turned down. And we'll discuss it some more. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us. You have a great weekend. Thank you. We'll do it. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll come back from this break. Uh, we're going to be talking to Richard Kennedy and Maria Davidson, affectionately known as the Bear Lady. Uh, she was with the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries for a long time and very instrumental in the success of the Black Bear Restoration Program. Richard Kennedy is going to be the spokesperson for the Acadiana Safari Club and uh, explain why they think that this bear season is warranted and why they would participate in it and Give you some more information. If you got a question, uh, text it to us on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talking Text Line. It's 504-260-1870. If you've got a formed opinion, yes or no, to a bear season for Louisiana. I'm Don Dubuque in Fanul Norman, and we'll return right after these messages on the outdoors. I'm sorry. This is not the outdoor show. Jumping ahead to tomorrow. This is the Newell Norman Show on WWL. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And Louisiana is considering instituting its uh, first black bear hunting season for many decades this coming December. We just heard from John Hanks, the large carnival program manager, and we have information on where you can uh, publicly comment on your or even ask questions about the season. You can get all the information on how it will be regulated, where it will be, who can qualify, how do you get a permit, how do you apply in the lottery, about the training class, and also some restrictions on what firearms and weaponry you can use. It's all in this notice of intent. It's available on their website. Joining us to talk about the possibility of instituting this is a couple of folks I know well, uh, Richard Kennedy from Safari Club International with the Acadiana chapter here in Louisiana. Hey, Richard, how's it going? It's going great, Don. How are you? Fine, thank you. And also the bear lady. Maria, it's been a while since we spoke. Good to have you on. I didn't realize you had a new position with Safari Club and Foundation. Very good. I do. It's good to hear your voice. It's been a while. Yes, it has. Uh, uh, of course, we you were referred to as the bear lady. And, and you probably, Maria, have spent more time in the woods with Louisiana black bears maybe than anyone and I'd like for you to describe the, the bears, their behavior. Uh, you've tracked them. You've collared them. You've studied them. Um, if you would, give us the real version of what the black bear is, what type of creature it is, because I think a lot of people watch Winnie the Pooh and the Disney and Yogi, and they've just got a totally uh, misinformed opinion on the reality of what black bears are. Oh, gosh, truer words are never spoken, Don. That is absolutely a truth, even Louisiana and other states as well. And, you know, black bears or bears in general are one of those species that nobody feels ambivalent about. They Everybody has really strong feelings about them, either positive or negative. I don't really know why that's the case, but it's it's certainly true. In Louisiana, you know, bears can be a little bit different because Louisiana as a whole doesn't have just vast wilderness areas. So you don't have a population of bears that lives, you know, far away from basically any given subdivision or, you know, they live in close proximity to people statewide. 
compared to other bear populations across the country. So they're fairly habituated to people and human behavior and super tolerant of, of people and human behavior. You know, bears are, are referred to as opportunistic omnivores, and, and man, that is absolutely so true. Then they will take advantage of basically anything that's available to eat, and they eat almost anything. So in doing so, they can kind of become a problem and, and be somewhat of a difficult neighbor to live with because they will take advantage of easy meals. So for that reason, you have people that get pretty irritated with them from neighborhoods where they're getting into garbage all the way to deer hunters because God knows they don't like anything better than deer corn. And then you have those that just enjoy seeing them and, and are against any type of hunt anywhere. So, you know, you've got a species that people have very strong opinions on and, and you know, they have to be managed like any other wildlife species. So it puts state agencies like LDWF, you know, sometimes kind of in a difficult spot. Yeah, and uh, they, they heavily rely on the public uh, input to determine whether these seasons will exist or not. Uh, Richard Kennedy with the Safari Club International. Richard, we could spend a whole show talking about Safari Club International, all the wonderful work they do on restoring and propagating and preserving species all over the world, some of the, the generosity that they express when they, they, they work with youth and, and underprivileged kids and, and the handicapped. I've just seen so many wonderful things the organization does, and it often gets uh, misnomered as an organization of uh, very wealthy people who do nothing but go out and shoot exotic game. And there's nothing further from the truth because everything from a squirrel hunter on up is members of the Safari Club. But talking specifically about the bears, why does the Safari Club support this season on hunting black bears? Don, hey, and thanks for all the, the extra uh, words there on what we do. It's not just uh, Africa and whatnot. But uh, Safari Club International, the foundation, and especially our Acadiana chapter, um, has done a great deal for the Louisiana black bear. I mean, this is truly a success success story in conservation, it, all in part really with the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries efforts um, to protect the habitat, increase the connectivity of the populations. And because of that, we're now talking about having a season in 2024. I know you had John Hanks on moments ago talking about his uh, uh, proposed season that he has in the letter of intent. And I've got to tell you, on behalf of Safari Club and especially the Acadiana chapter, we're in full support of having a black bear season. We've participated in funding hair snares, tracking collars. We've donated or earmarked funds uh, to combat poaching, which I know recently there's been three or four bears that we have earmarked money for. in our chapter, we've got approximately 200 members, 75,000 members in the uh, organization as a whole. We are in full support of the proposed uh, adoption of the 2024 season. Don, it's all based in science. You know, we probably have one of the, the smartest bear people around on this call with me, and Maria, who I know could speak endlessly about all of the scientific research and everything that went into this. Um, 
the, the season. It will be a controlled season, as Mr. Hanks described. There will be a class that each tag holder, it, it will be a lottery system that each tag holder must attend. Um, the way that the season is drafted, it may seem like a low number or a high number to some people, but it's all based in science. And one of the, the key takeaways, I think, for us it, as hunters is making sure that we know what we do when we get out in the field. And the proposed training course is the way to make that happen. You know, you, you were right in your statement, and John was too, that, you know, this is not a, a greenhead mallard that you can quickly tell, you know, the difference between that and, and another duck or whether it's a, a buck, deer, or a doe. So there will be some, some learning process to those chosen. Uh, because of that, you know, this will be a, a fantastic opportunity to help properly control the, the bear population in Louisiana. The success is incredible. Um, for example, the International Association of Bear Research and Management concluded that where the primary objective is to slow a population growth or to limit population size or distribution, then hunting is really the only option. And a regulated and monitored hunt can do this effectively and is typically the most practical method to achieve these goals of maintaining a healthy bear population in our state. So, Maria, um, getting back to the nature of these bears, what are some of the, the, the misconceptions that people have about black bears? Uh, you know, as far as yeah. aggressiveness and uh, that type of thing. I, I, I hear basically everything across the board from black bears will never, ever, ever attack. They're completely non-aggressive to the opposite that, you know, I'm scared to go to my deer stand at, you know, after dark because bears are going to attack me. You know, black bears grew up in some pretty dense forests. You know, they evolved in that dense forest. So given the opportunity, they will generally avoid people. You know, having said that, when you attract bears to your deer stand because there's corn there, then the chances of you seeing a bear are certainly going to be greater. And the chances of a bear seeing you are certainly greater. And they quickly learn that they have nothing to fear. While they may not be aggressive, they simply don't run off. They don't behave in the way that other wildlife does, like deer, when they bolt away from you. So people interpret that to be you know, an aggressive behavior from the bear when most of the time it is not. You know, the other issue is people have a difficult time, I, I have learned, reading bear behavior because they don't see it very often. They don't, they're not familiar with bears. You know, if a dog growls at somebody, almost everybody knows that dog's not friendly. I'm not going to reach out and pet it. Bears are equally willing to demonstrate how they feel about a situation through their vocalizations and body language, but people just don't understand it, so they misunderstand it. You know, bears can vocalize, they pop, they, they huff, and it's just simply telling somebody, hey, you're too close, I'm uncomfortable with that, and you can back away and, and everything is fine. But I see a lot of unreasonable fear 
on the part of people who have, have never really been able to be around bears very much. And just like anything else, fear of the unknown is a real thing. You know, and I get that. I completely understand it. But the solution is to learn about it, two things, so that you feel more comfortable in whatever outdoor pursuit you are trying to engage in, and you keep yourself safe. So it's possible. It's certainly possible to engage in whatever outdoor activity you want to do and be safe around black bears. You just need to learn a little bit about their behavior and then respond accordingly. Black bears uh, are not the same as grizzly or brown bears, and I think a lot of people get that confused. Very, very much so. You know, grizzly bears evolved in a very open plains habitat, so their first line of defense is to be aggressive. They don't have the ability to retreat and climb a tree and get away from people like black bears evolved in. So grizzly bears, brown bears, that's the same species tend to be more aggressive. They have a much shorter fuse. They attack first and ask questions later. And that they just tend to, as a species, respond differently to people. Now, you know, having said that, even even brown bears can vary dramatically. You know, you may look up and see a grizzly bear 300 yards away that may not worry about you or may just move away. For the grizzly bear you see tomorrow, that may be too close. Black bears just don't respond that way. They would prefer to avoid conflict if they can. Yeah, the ones I've encountered uh, got out of Dodge. Maybe it was me. I don't know. <laughs> but now the grizzlies and brown bears, when I've been to Alaska, different story. They're either just uh, oblivious to you or uh, they, they they make it known that they don't want you around. Totally different. Right. Well, Richard, to, totally to kind different of, species. Richard, to wrap up here, if someone says, why kill 10 black bears? Why do we need to do this? What would you say to them? Well, I think, Don, the the response is very simple. We have to turn back to science. And the the scientific data is there. The research has been completed. And people much smarter than myself have determined that this number that uh, is included in the letter uh, of intent of 10 bears is a number that will not impact the population. So it will allow us to still have a viable bear population and growing it, and a number of 10 will not decrease our overall population. So we're not on a path to wipe them out. We're on a path to maintain a healthy population. Understood. Richard and uh, Maria, the bear lady, thank you so much for coming on and clearing up some of this and providing some information. And we're going to follow this uh, uh, through and to see whether it goes into fruition or whether it's amended or totally given up. But uh, time will tell. Thanks so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Don. All righty. When we come back after this, uh, we're going to get to some of your text messages. Well, you've heard the story, the seasons, the kind of the background, the history. What do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down on a Louisiana black bear season? Ten tags, which doesn't necessarily mean ten bears. It might mean only four or five are successful. What are you thinking? 504-260-1870. That is our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll be back to do it right after this. All right, good Friday morning. Uh, good discussion on the uh, proposition of putting in a deer, a bear season in Louisiana in December. Uh, you kind of heard the background of the black bear. You heard about the nature of the black bear and the restrictions and rules of the proposed hunting season. 
Now, what do you think? 504-260-1870 is our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Uh, I'll tell you what I think. Uh, and, and I've been a hunter now since I was, uh, my first hunt was about nine years old. And I've been hunting ever since. I've hunted a lot of species and a lot of places. And when it comes to bears, I have no desire to hunt or kill a bear. I've seen black bears in Louisiana in the wild only twice. Hope to see more of them. Seen them much more frequently up in Alaska. Uh, and it's not for any reason that uh, I'm just anti-bear hunting. I, if someone wants to do that, I think that's fine. I, I'm in support of this hunting season. I think it's a good thing for the hunters in Louisiana. I think it's a good thing for the bear population. And it certainly helps the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries better manage them. And I think it's regulated tightly enough to where there's not a whole lot of loopholes in it. So if someone wants to do it, I'm not against it. Personally, uh, I would rather have the thrill of pheasants and quail flushing ahead of my dog, uh, ducks uh, decoying in, uh, you know, maybe a deer with my bow, you know, at, at a close range, getting it in there. And, of course, the thrill of uh, calling a wild turkey in the shotgun range. Those things, uh, you know, I still have a lot of desire to do. But when it comes to uh, a black bear, I kind of regard them as uh, just kind of a big old black possum, you know, and not really interested. But they, they are a, a beautiful animal to observe in the wild. So let me get to some of your text messages. Uh, this one says, uh, yabba-dabba-doo. Okay, we understand that. Here's an absolutely no to kill bears. And we have uh, saw a few bear in Homer, Louisiana. That's not Homer. This is North Louisiana. They growled at us and scared the deer off, opened the season. If I want to kill one, I know where there's a den. That's from Big Mike. Uh, here's a yes on a regulated bear season. Uh, we also have this. Maybe I missed the beginning, but what is the problem with the black bear that they want to kill 10 of them? Uh, somewhat of a problem in that too expansive a population for the habitat causes too many human bear encounters. Ten or less is certainly a small number of the total population and will have no impact on putting them back into an endangered situation. Uh, here's one says, sound like the guy said the origin of bears in Louisiana was somewhere in north Louisiana. I've heard from old Thomas, old Mandeville, north of bears running down the street in the 1950s. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about that big bear story and how that got started and where it is. And also we're going to open the lines up for a couple other topics. Stick around. Don Dubuque in for Newell on the Big 870 WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 